y'all welcome back to episode seven of the so wavy podcast i am your host denny and y'all we have some things to get into today um but before we do all of that stuff make sure you guys are following and subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on also if you would like to see the visual of this episode and every other episode of the podcast you can head over to denny price tv um i have a whole playlist over there with the podcast episodes the visuals for those and some other cool content um and yeah instagram and tiktok and all that stuff coming soon um but yeah so let's go ahead and get started y'all so the first thing that i want to talk about today is beyonce y'all so beyonce um i just had to look it up to confirm so beyonce went number two on the billboard hot 100 i believe and then she went number one on the country like hot 100 or the country charts and with texas hold'em and so number two for texas hold'em on billboard Hot 100 and then number one on the country charts for texas hold'em and i think what's the other one 16 carriages was number nine on the country um but i don't know what it was on billboard i think it was projected at like 40 something um so shout out to her she's the first black woman to ever debut at number one on a country music chart so period um love that for her not a huge huge country fan um but you know shout out to her i do like 16 carriages better than texas hold'em i just think uh 16 carriages is such a beautiful song i just love that song um so yeah shout out to beyonce um and we're gonna get into some more of the beyonce stuff later on um so next y'all know at the beginning of the show i do like some quick topics that i just go through so these are those um so next i want to talk about Kanye's album getting like sabotaged or pulled so if y'all don't know I talked about Kanye's album I still have not listened to it y'all because I don't even it's not even on the platforms like that anymore so I think the last episode it had released um but y'all know it was supposed to have been released last year sometime and just never did y'all know how Kanye do he just drop it I don't even know when it was coming out but um he was actually like his album went number one on the charts, and he had an entry for Hot 100 too. Um, but he was number number one, number two. Um, I can't remember, but he was up there. But he got his songs taken down from Apple Music, I believe. Something with some business and something I don't know, y'all. And then I think he got his music taken off of Spotify as well. I don't know if it's back up yet. Like I said, I haven't listened to the album, but I'm going to. I'm gonna get around to it. I'm going to. But yeah, y'all. Like it's not. I'm not like surprised, honestly, because Kanye has kind of done a lot of different things, and people are kind of like some people still rock with him, and some people is just like. Mm, no not really y'all know what i say i'm I'm here for the music so whatever i like kanye's music he's he's one of the best honestly so yeah that's very unfortunate um so people were saying he is sabotaged because i think they pulled the music and then like put it back and it messed up like the billboard and the rankings and all that stuff but i do believe he still had the number one album um hip-hop album and i think he sold 130k first week i believe something like that 
Um, so yeah, what do y'all think? Do y'all think that Kanye is getting sabotaged? Um, do you think Kanye is blackballed? Do you think that he deserves this? Like, what do you guys take and think from this? It's just so, it's always so much going on and so much behind the scenes and so much things that we're not privy to. So I can't really speak if I feel like he was sabotaged. Um, but I will say there are people out there that be really out to get you for real, like, or really be trying to stop what you got going on and people have their own personal reasons for doing stuff like that but i don't know y'all have y'all listened to vultures yet what do you guys think about it um like i said i haven't got around to listening to it yet but i really really need to y'all i keep forgetting about it so yes you know so speaking of music i had wrote this question down um and i said how do well, I, I said it is how do I think music is going so far this year? Um, but I'm gonna ask you guys, how do you think music is going this year? So we'll niche this down a bit to hip hop and R&B music. So y'all know last year was like one of the lowest years of rap in general. Like it was down like 40%. So we, I did a podcast episode sometime or another. I forgot exactly when. But I was talking about, like, I'm looking forward to 2024's music and whatnot. And since we are ready to head over into March, basically, I want to check the temperature and see what y'all think about the new releases that have been, you know, pushed out so far this year. Um, For me, I think this year is going a, bit, a bit better than last year, to be honest with you. A lot of people have released so far um so you know you got beyonce releasing you got um kanye release meg release glorilla release lotto release ice spice um release let me see let me go to like the new music who else usher has you know released this year and i'm trying to see the new music my new music mix on apple um let's see uh coil ray has released this year um like i said beyonce when did 21 savage's album come out it had to be this year yeah yeah so that uh 21 savage released this year schoolboy q has released which i need to listen to that y'all i used to love like i'm like a huge fan of like tde so I like y'all know I told y'all last episode Kendrick Lamar is like my favorite artist so because I liked Kendrick so much I got into more like the TDE rappers at the time this was like 2012 2011 that era I was in high school then so um middle school high school so I listened to Schoolboy Q I listened to Absol, I listened to J-Rock, like all of them, but I haven't been listening to them here lately, honestly, but I know Scuba Q did release, which I need to add that, so I can check that out, um, let's see, West Side Gun and Conway release, is that this year? I know this is newer, because I, y'all, I, like I told y'all, I just now discovered, uh, What's our gun? So, yeah. So they released. So it's been a lot of music being pushed out this first quarter, which most of the time it is. Oh, I found a new artist I like, y'all. Uh, La Russell. La Russell. Um, so I've been listening to his music, his song with a big hit, 
I like that song. Let me see what that's called. What is that song called? Um, I think it's another one. Is it another one? Let me see. Because he released a whole, like, compilation album with... Not compilation. Well, whatever. Like, a combined album with Hit Boy. Uh, which I don't think is being released all the way yet. No, I don't think... Yeah. So, another one. LaRussell, Hit Boy, and Big Hit. So, I've been listening to that as well. So, so far, honestly, I've been liking the music that has been released so far. Um, so we have to just kind of wait and see what happens next. I'm waiting on a few artists to actually release this year. Um, I hope, like I said, I think I did the podcast like earlier in the year, but I forgot who I said. I want Summer Walker to release some more music this year. Um, who else did I say? I would love to hear some more music from Janae Aiko, y'all. She hasn't put out a, a ton, like, an album in a while. Um, let me see. Who else? Who else? Loki, I will actually be here for Nikki releasing more music this year. I know she's, like, going on tour and stuff. And um, I do want to see how this country era for Beyonce plays out this year as well. So, I'm excited. Like, I think so far it's it's been doing what it needs to do. Like, you got, really, to be honest with you, you got a lot of your, like, heavy hitters like your legends like your people that really bring in numbers releasing this year so far so you got like your kanye's y'all know he's gonna bring numbers you got your beyonce's you know she is going to bring your numbers as well um you know nikki released at the end of last year so we'll see um so yeah i think music is going okay this year um like i said a lot of releases and it's only ready to be March, so that's a good sign. Hopefully, people continue to release some music, and it just gets better and better. Um, so, segueing how I feel about music, and I already kind of touched on this a little bit, I'm going to talk about some of the music that I have been listening to this week, or that I have on repeat, which I'm going to try to do this every week. Um, I just like sharing like my music with people. Like That's one of like my things I like to do. I don't know why. I just like it. Like... I literally have a whole series on my YouTube channel, Dating Price TV, about me, like, telling y'all songs that you gotta listen to, which I have more episodes of that coming very soon. Um, So, I'm gonna go to my playlist. So, I have an Apple Music playlist, which I wanna create a playlist and, like, be able to share with y'all, like, a So Wavy podcast playlist, where I just, like, add a whole bunch of songs that I'm listening to, some songs that y'all listening to, so we can, you know, have that. So, let me see what i've been listening to this year so far i don't know if i mentioned this but i listen to obviously the new stuff but i listen to a lot of older stuff and i'm always discovering new artists so i'll go back and listen to stuff um so heavily i have been listening to tink y'all i love tink so much i'm literally gonna do a um a um you gotta listen episode on tink um because yeah i love her um so i've listened to cater by tink and two chains that's a song that i have had in my rotation um this song came out like last year but i don't know why i did not listen to it then i don't know um i've listened to some blasts i found this song with him and eric bellinger i think it's like his name 
Bellinger. Can I? So I've been listening to that. I've been listening to Yeah Glow by Glorilla. Um, I've been listening to this is a throwback out about my face with Mariah Carey featuring Nicki Minaj. I know they don't see eye to eye, but this, I love this song. I love this song when it came out. I remember buying this song on Apple Music and everything. Like, um, well, it wasn't Apple Music then; it was iTunes. So yeah, I like that. That's what I've been listening to. Um, let's see. And I've been listening to O Three Greedo. I think that's how you say his name. O Three Greedo. One drink too many. I really like that song. Um, and then I've been listening to Amari Noel, Unusual. So if y'all don't know who that is, if you don't watch The Shy, she's on The Shy. She just got introduced last season. She is Jabari's sister in The Shy, but they brother and sister in real life. Um, but I just really like the song unusual by her um so yeah that's really basically it that i've been listening to more this week um let me see is that it i've been listening to pink some of the songs on pink friday too that i have just constantly had in my like listening my listening lord and all like all my in my rotation y'all that i've been listening to since it came out pretty much um that's basically it for my music that i've listening to um but if you are watching this on youtube comment below some songs or some artists that you think that i really need to check out i'm open to honestly anything i like finding new artists and discovering new music um so yeah all right y'all so going into some tv stuff um so there has been snippets of the michael jackson movie that they're working on come out well not snippets like uh photographs of like the people so if y'all don't know they're doing like a michael jackson like biopic movie pretty much um y'all know it's been like four or five of them but it's never really been a real one and a true one one that's really you know y'all always know the, the one that people always talk about is the one with flex alexander when he was michael jackson ah that movie is hilarious to me and i used to watch that when i was like younger and it just never dawned on me that why did they do that and when i watch it now in my like older years i'm like why would they do that why would they do that oh uh, it's a classic though it's a classic but his girl, uh, not his grandson, his nephew, Jafar Jackson, which is his brother, Jermaine Jackson's son, one of the, I think his youngest son, he is playing Michael Jackson in it. Um, So he looks a lot like him. Y'all know them Jackson jeans is strong. All of them look alike. So he's playing Michael Jackson. I think like the, 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 teen, uh, the obviously the adult Michael Jackson, but I think he's playing like the older michael jackson too if i'm not mistaken um because y'all know a lot of times in these movies they cast like three different people um so yeah we're gonna see how this one kind of compares to the i guess y'all know the jackson family movie that they had which i really love i love that's one of my favorite movies i love that movie y'all i used to be so obsessed with the jacksons for some reason like i don't know what it was about them people like obsessed i just love them i watched everything i remember when they had a reality show after michael had died this was in what like 2009 
2010. So the brothers had a show. I used to watch it on A and E. And then I remember Michael's nephews, which is uh, Tito's sons, had a show too on A and E that I watched as well. So yeah, I'm tapped in with the Jacksons. So I already know who Jafar was. As I said I like I knew everything about the Jacksons for some reason. I don't know y'all. Literally, when I was little, when I used to go to my dad's house on the weekends and stuff, all I would do is sit in his like in his room, watch his TV because my daddy had like all the channels. So I used to watch MTV Jams all day while I was there, and I used, used to watch the music videos and look up just celebrity stuff and just music. That's kind of where I guess my love for stuff like this comes from. Is excuse me those years. Um. So yeah. So anyway. So Jafar is playing Michael in it. He looks a lot like him and he sounds a lot like him. Um, I could not find the song, but it was all over TikTok and it was a song and it was Jafar, but he sounded just like Michael. It was crazy. I don't know if that's 100% real or not, but yeah. So yeah, and I think that Nia Long is playing Catherine Jackson, which at first I was like, they don't really look too much alike, but then when I saw them put like a picture side by side i'm like they do they do look similar i i can see it i can see it so i think we're supposed to get the movie in 2025 and i'm gonna be right up at the theaters to see it because i don't play by michael and i'm really interested to see like how they do it and people were comparing like michael jackson's um biopic bio movie to to bob marley's if y'all don't know bob marley's like bio i call them biopics but y'all know y'all know his like his biopic was released on uh valentine's day and it's getting mixed reviews from some people um a lot of people that are kind of upset about it are just um are really the like jamaicans because i've seen uh, quite a bit of tiktoks about like how they represented the culture and stuff so that was kind of their issue in it um but people that are not jamaican and that are just more so american and some people that are jamaican really liked it they just wish people one of the things i saw also was people wanted more they wanted more of the story and because y'all know bob had like a lot of kids a lot of side chicks and he was married it was just a lot but they did not get um one of the marley's to play bob marley in the movie because um I think one of his sons or a couple of his sons were like over the movie, like really like hands on. I think Ziggy and people were upset that Ziggy didn't like cast Skip Marley, which is Bob Mar- one of Bob Marley's grandsons. So I don't know, y'all. Some people was like, because I think he Skip auditioned, but some people was like, well, if you're not a trained actor, it's kind of hard to think that you're gonna be in a movie and it was like well he can get lessons and then somebody was comparing it to like uh ice cube son playing him in straight out of compton and then um little meach playing big meach and being meth and it was like well 50 cent got him lessons and all that stuff um so yeah so people were comparing that bob marley's biopic with them not picking somebody in the family to play bob marley because they say Skip looks a lot like him, which he really does. And they say he sounds a lot like him too, which he kind of does. So I, I get what people are saying. So people are like, yes, like they happy that is, you know, one of um, Michael Jackson's nephews or whatever. So I'm excited to see. Like I said, y'all, I will be there when I come out. 
Um, so speaking of just shows and things that um have recently been released, I talked about it the other week, but the Vince Staples show was released on February fifteenth, and I love it, y'all. I love it. It was five episodes, and each episode was like maybe thirty minutes each, um, or so. And I really liked it. Like I'm one of those people, like I live for the dry humor of things like i laugh at stuff like that like i laugh at everything honestly i'm just goofy like that so a lot of things do make me laugh and a lot of things make me giggle but i like that dry humor like that sarcasm like i think because that's how i am personally but i really really liked it um i haven't really seen many people give their review on it yet um which was when was that? So it's been about five days. Um, it's been about five days. So I think it's pretty good. I think the highest I saw it on Netflix was, was number three on the top ten shows. Um, but if you haven't watched it, go watch it. I would say right now my favorite episode, hands down, out of the five, was the family reunion episode. That was the one that made me laugh the most, and they had like a um a OJ Simpson reference in there and. I thought it was hilarious. Um, so yeah, I really like the Vince Staples show. I give it a ten out of ten. But if you're not a person that like is into that dry humor, sarcasm stuff, maybe don't watch it. People are kind of comparing it a little bit to Atlanta, but like the West Coast version of it. So if you don't like Atlanta and how they do, you might not like the Vince Staples show. But if you do like Atlanta, you might like the Ben Sable show. I would say give it a try, y'all. You know, support our black creators. Like, that's what I do. Support our black creators. Because, yeah, even if you ain't going, even if you maybe start watching, you don't like it. At least you try and you try to support Vince. But, yeah, I liked it. 10 out of 10 for me, personally. Watch the whole thing. Um, But, yeah, if you don't, if you don't watch the whole thing, Please just go watch the family reunion episode. I think that's episode three. Yeah, two or three, two or three. Um, speaking of supporting Black creators, y'all, if y'all are not familiar with Kev on Stage, Kev on Stage is is a social media. Well, he's actually I said that he is a comedian for real, for real, but he's a social media comedian as well. Um, I have been watching and following Kevin since, like, I probably was in middle school, high school, because he used to be with this group called the Playmakers, and they used to make, like, a lot of, like, church comedy um, things and skits and videos on YouTube all the time, and me being a church kid or whatever. I understand the lifestyle, so it's, like, hilarious to me. So I used to watch their videos all the, sh- all the time, like, they shouting videos and all that stuff. So from from that point i've been pretty much following kev up until this point like i watch um the i watched the uh his podcast with angel i've subscribed to his app i need to resubscribe i had it for like a, a good year then i just i was like letting go of the subscription so i let that one go but i need to get it back the kev on stage studios app um so yeah the app the podcast and you know all of his content on his youtube channel and you know all that stuff he's really built a 
a huge platform has come a long way and i support him and i'm actually going to see him live him and angel live very soon um but he sold one of his series that he did on his app to bet plus which is a huge deal he's been wanting to like get a show basically and he's if you you have to follow him to kind of really know his story but he had been auditioning for stuff for so long and then that's why he decided to create his own content like he put his own people on like a lot of his content uses he's kind of like tyler perry in a sense y'all know like once you get in with tyler perry in his shows or his plays or anything you see those same actors and actresses like all up and through his content um so that's kind of how kev is so you see like the same people and that's really good like you giving black people some jobs and giving you know black people's opportunities or whatever so yeah so y'all need to go stream his show churchy on bt plus i am on episode five i think and it's eight episodes so i'm not quite done yet but i think it is quite hilarious um i really do hope people are supporting it so we can get a season two on bt plus um so yeah it's if you're not like a church kid or grew up in the church or grew up around a church or whatever it might it's still funny but it might not be as funny to you but if you're like a church person like a church kid or you grew up in church and all that good stuff like you're gonna find it hilarious trust me so shout out to keb and everybody over there so yeah check that out y'all it is on bet plus right now all right y'all so we're gonna get into some to some tea Whew. i'm gonna try to get through this as quickly as i can y'all because i've been going for like 20 some minutes i try to make these episodes an hour long um so all right so y'all know last week we talked about shannon sharp and mike Evans going back and forth i told y'all to go look at like what they were saying back and forth to each other to kind of get caught up because i was gonna play all that on the pod but they have made amends y'all so since we last talked they have made amends they posted a picture together and were like they cleared it all up um so that was good you know because you know you don't want things to go too far you don't want things to go too far but you know since then shannon has just not been off the t pages or off the you know all the stuff because he made amends with my apps cool then now we got shannon sharp versus mace so if y'all if y'all are not familiar mace rapper 90s rapper legend go look him up if y'all don't know what i'm talking about but mace and cameron another rapper another like 2000s rapper legend legends in their own right they have a podcast together called it is what it is it's a sports podcast but honestly low-key like a person that's like i'm not like big on sports i watch it because you know i do um mainly because my husband watches it and i just kind of be watching it with him so i know a bit a bit of things so i can you know watch it but um they have a podcast together called is what it is they go viral all the time um they always like saying paul like their paul's moments are always going viral so basically cameron and Mays were talking about the mike epps and shannon sharp situation and i don't really know exactly the comments that mace made exactly they were just like talking about the situation like like we all do so then shannon goes on nightcap with ocho and he basically calls mace a fake pastor not a fake pastor if y'all don't know 
y'all got like i said y'all gotta look into these people if y'all don't know because there's so much to explain but i'll try my best so basically i told y'all mace was a rapper is a rapper um in like the 90s 2000s you know he was with diddy Noom, bad boy biggie all that all that lots of hits okay um so he kind of left the music business for uh, different reasons y'all can look into that and he basically found god and he became a preacher for a bit so that's kind of a joke that people always try to like talk about him you know but you know i'm here for people finding the lord and getting life together so hey so he basically found the lord he was preaching i do not think he does it anymore not 100 percent sure but he you know he was preaching he was he was doing his thing so people like to kind of like when they talk about him, they kind of, like, try to, like, throw that in his face a bit, and, you know, whoop. so he called him a big pastor, y'all, so, on their podcast, Cam- Cameron and Mason's podcast, It Is What It Is, he responded, re-responded, he responded in the most respectful way, y'all, he was like, don't play with me, he was like, I might even go, on. y'all gotta go watch the clips, so just type in Shannon, uh, Mace respond to Shannon Sharp, so I think, what else did Shannon say, he called him a fake a fake rapper, I mean, not a fake rapper, a fake pastor, or gangster pastor, some, 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 basic plan with him, low-key, but he, and, you know, Mace responded, everybody's open and welcome to respond, so he responded, and that's that, I was like, darn, we just got from Shannon Sharp versus Mike Epps, now we got Shannon Sharp versus Mace, like I said, y'all got to go look at what Shannon said and what May said to kind of get the full context of it. So pause this. Go find that and you can come back because I'm going to wrap it up <laughs> about this whole thing. So, yeah. So basically, Mace responded. I don't think Shannon said anything else. But I was just like, bro, why you call that man a fake pastor? Like, be so for real. And they wasn't even saying anything bad about him. Honestly, they were just talking about the situation. Talking about, like, you don't want to basically a lot of people's sentiments with the mike epps and the shannon sharp situation was like you don't really want to play that game because they were supposed to be in all-star weekend which which is in indianapolis well was in indianapolis this year which is where mike epps is from so when mike epps responded to shannon after shannon responded to him mike epps basically said i don't fight Fill in the blank, y'all. He don't fight. He gonna protect himself, but he don't fight. So people just like, you don't want that. Like, people were just saying, like, you don't want that to, you know, everybody was hoping that they would kind of piece it up because nobody got time for that, which they did. So they were just commenting on that, giving their take, and then Shannon called him a fake pastor, and then Mace responded. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, And we're still on Shannon Sharp because at this point, it's Shannon Sharp versus everybody because now... Another comedian is out doing their stand-up talking about Shannon Sharp. Um, and insinuating that he is gay and all this stuff, which is none other than Eddie Griffin, which I really like Eddie Griffin, y'all. Personally, he's one of the funniest comedians to me. Personally, like one of the comedians I find one of the funniest. Um, people don't really mention him a lot in conversations though. Like Malcolm and Eddie was my show, even though that was so long ago, and I don't—I don't even know what year they came out, but I know I was either not born or I was little, which I probably was little because it wasn't that long ago. Um, I like Eddie Griffin, and I got a chance to see him actually um live a couple years ago, 
funny. So basically, he was just kind of like, basically, it really honestly, it sounded like the same jokes that Mike Epps told, um, like the other week, and it sounded pretty similar to me. Um, so yeah, I think Shannon might have responded, but I don't know. But I say Shannon Sharp versus everybody because it's like ever since that Cat Williams interview, people have been coming at Shannon Sharp, and Shannon Sharp been like responding to people a lot here and i really just think that cat williams interview just opened up something when it comes to him and comedians for some reason positive and negative because some people are like yeah i'm gonna go sit with shannon because literally if y'all look the last couple um episodes of club shay shay have been comedians i think it was cat williams and then i think he had he had uh Country Wayne on there, and he had Usher on there. That's like the only like artist. Um, everybody else has been comedians. He had Desi Banks. He's had um, Monique. So I just think he's in this space with comedians, to where either you're going to sit and talk to him, or you're on stage talking about him in the whole Cat Williams situation. So I think that's where it's at. I mean, it's interesting to see how everything is playing out. To be honest with you, because if you would have told me like months ago that Shannon Sharp would be in all this this drama with these comedians, I'd be like, girl, no. But it's like every week is Shannon Sharp versus somebody. Shannon Sharp responds to somebody. Somebody saying something about Shannon Sharp. I don't know, y'all. We're gonna see how long this continues to go. I mean, that Cat Williams interview is like still on in the front of everybody's minds. So I don't know. I know it's all a lot of it's just content and people just talking, but. Yeah, y'all, Shannon Sharp versus everybody. So we'll see. Hopefully, nobody, you know, this stuff like this doesn't continue to escalate with certain people and it just stays at maybe content, friendly, kiki ha ha, maybe not getting too disrespectful, but <sighs> yeah, y'all. So speaking of some more drama that happened this week, so it was reported that Kelly Rowland walked out of the Today Show because the dressing room they had for her was just not up to par for her standards um so she's been receiving mixed reviews on this so some people are like she should be grateful and blah, 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 all that stuff y'all know how dumb people are then you got the other people that was like as she should if the dressing room's up not up to par up to your standards you should be able to express yourself and to say something you know woo -doo -doo. And you shouldn't even have dressing rooms that are unfit for your guests. Anyway, and y'all know how it is, being a black woman, a lot of the times, we always get the short end of the stick all the time in various situations. So it's it's even harder, and people feel like when you stand up for yourself, you being a diva, which I don't personally think that. Like, And then it was like something with J-Lo having the better dressing room or something like that, so... You know, she did what she needed to do. She walked out. She didn't go on the Today Show because she said, y'all, y'all playing in my face and don't do that to me. So some people were like, she should be grateful for this opportunity. Like, uh, what's her name? Beth Ann, Bethany, Beverly. That, that, y'all know that lady that's on Housewives or something. Her, she gonna come out with her two sisters. Like, this is not about you. Don't speak on a black woman, Okay especially if you don't know if you don't know what's going on i hate when people do that you insert yourself into something that ain't got nothing to do with you stop stop 
this is why when people insert themselves into things that don't have anything to do with them, especially people that are of a different race sometimes to give their take on, you have got to read the room sometimes, okay? It's it's not that you are not, you can't share your opinion because everybody can share their opinion if they if they would like to. Your opinion, free speech, okay, cool. But when you start getting backlash and people coming at you for speaking on stuff that don't have anything to do with you or not affecting your particular community and you are a person that's outside of the community trying to come into the community what they need to do or say. Because she's talking about some... Basically, she was like, Kelly needs to be grateful or something. Don't do Kelly wrong like that. Because she is the legend. So don't do her. She literally was in one of the best female like groups of all time. So don't even do her. Don't do her. And a lot of Kelly Rowland's like, um, friends and co-workers have came out and said that she's like the most sweetest person ever like i've never heard people say a negative thing about kelly Rowland publicly like you know everybody always says that she's a sweet person she's down to earth and you some people i would say this some people you can definitely see that they like have that they have like an attitude or like you could tell like they might not be the nicest or they might you know little, little but with Kelly Rowland, like, she's one of those people that I can see, you know, when people say she's, like, really down to earth, she's really sweet, she's, she works well with others, like, I can see that. Like, nobody has ever said nothing bad about her. Obviously, you're going to have people that's not going to like you and, you know, people that are not going to, you know, everybody's not going to like you, everybody's not going to think you're the sweetest, but I mean, for the most part, people say good things about her. So, um, Marlon Wayans came out to say something about her and said, you know, when he worked with her, she was nothing but good. Like, she was not, not good, but she was nothing but, like, respectful to the, the staff and everybody. So, they, like, don't try to play her like she a diva. And if she a diva, she could be a diva if she want to be a diva. Like, I just think that it is unfortunate that black women have to always bite their tongues or not say anything just because of the perception that people get when you stand up for yourself. Um, so I'm never gonna like sit here and say nothing bad about somebody standing up for themselves if that's what they feel like they need to do. She felt like she needs to walk out, she needs to walk out. And y'all, we don't know exactly the extent of what was going on. Like, we don't know if she said something and they kinda like gave her a cold shoulder or not trying to accommodate or try to help or try to fix or try to do whatever. So I just feel like <sighs> If you got something to say, you can say that. Like I said, she felt like that. She's a talent. She's coming in to do the show. She's the guest. Like, you have to, you know, like I said, we don't know the conditions of the dressing room. We don't know all the specifics of it. But for Kelly Rowland to have been in this business for all these years and for this to be the first time people say something bad about her, I mean, that goes to show you what type of person she is right there. Like, in 20 years... Ain't nobody ever said nothing about you. Bad. And this is the first thing because you walked out as she should. Period. If it was not at the park, she can walk out. Um, so speaking of Kelly Rowland, like I said, she was in one of the biggest groups of all time. And in that group, she was in a group with Beyonce. Of course. So y'all know we talked about Beyonce and her songs going number one and stuff this year. So this songwriter, um, which I think this is the same lady. She is Cassie, the singer's 
best friend or was her best friend or something like that. Um, so she came out basically on her Instagram and I think it just went like viral a couple of days ago. But when I went to her Instagram and looked, she said this like weeks ago. But basically she was talking about songwriters not getting their just due or not getting the amount of like publishing from a song that they should. And she basically was calling out people that she worked with and how much they got in publishing and how much she got. And then she inserted Beyonce into it. So basically she was saying that, you know, there needs to be better rates and better things. And she feels like if she wrote the song 100%, she should get 100% of the publishing. If not 100%, most of the publishing. So she inserted Beyonce into it because she said Beyonce is kind of like, uh, basically I would say she said Beyonce is like a gatekeeper in a sense. Um, so people listen to her and when she moves a certain way, they move a certain way. Like Beyonce say, we're not, I don't know, we're not wearing yellow anymore. For whatever reasons, people like we're not wearing yellow because Beyonce we're not wearing yellow. She just feels like that she has enough pull to make real change within the music industry. So, sat on this a couple days to kind of give my takes and what I feel, and I, I can see it from both sides, honestly. Uh, but I will say this: one, I think this is a sentiment that a lot of people have been sharing as well. I think that there definitely should be like a songwriters union or association to kind of help navigate and guide songwriters through certain processes when it comes to paperwork. Because this is, this is the thing. Like I always tell y'all it's something about, it's, it's the difference between something being right or something being like morally right. And then something being like just illegal. Oh, just, just illegal. So, technically, if, if I write a song from what from this is just from what I view and the, the knowledge that I have, I don't know. I'm not in the industry, so I don't know 100. percent But to me, when you write a song and you sell your song to said artist, you give your song to them. When it comes to the paperwork, I'm pretty sure you get you get the money for writing the song. Then, like, you get a check for writing that song when they buy it from you. And then the back end of stuff, like the publishing and all that stuff, I feel like that's in a contract. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. So when in when it's in the contract, it might say, um, such and such song, okay, the said artist owns eighty five percent of the song. And then in your contract it's like you own five percent of the song which is not it's something but it ain't a lot but you you sign it you sign a legally binding document and then you know maybe as you get more knowledge and as you continue to grow you, you might regret signing that um especially if a song just is becomes a huge huge hit and it's just huge you might be like well shoot i really deserve more because i wrote the song but you've already kind of sold your rights to the song in a sense, and you said that you was agreeing to this, this, this publishing. So I think the problem comes in is later down the line, a lot of people are just not 
like a lot of people are just not reading contracts or even if you are reading contracts at the time you know you you want to just get your money like you want to get your foot in the door or sometimes people don't want to say anything from fear of being blackballed but that's the way that business works and i heard somebody say i was watching some video there was like 90 percent more probably more than 90 percent honestly other music business is business it has business in the name these people are not out here worried about your well-being your bottom line if you be, are able to pay your rent feed your kids do what you need to do they worry about their portion their take and their money and most of the time a lot of this stuff is on paper and they have a paper trail for this stuff so when you try to come out and say something or you try to maybe sue or you try to do this this is that you get hit with well you sign this legally binding document on top of people having ndas as well and in her video she basically was using beyonce as an example but basically telling beyonce she need to she needs to be the one to make the changes and she was like that she talked to other people that work for beyonce um which with beyonce being a big artist as she is of course she has ndas in place for people that write for her people that are part of her writing team and all that stuff for various reasons you protecting your bottom line i understand that now the part that gets murky for me is i get the the legal bond the legally binding contract but i think i i get that part but i also get the other part of it like you putting your heart and soul into songs and you're not getting money from it or you're not getting a a percentage that you want from it and maybe if you speak up you get blackballed or whatever the case may be and i have sentiments toward that and i do think if more people had some sympathy or to be sensitive to people and not be as greedy some of these things and problems that within the music industry wouldn't be there but unfortunately a lot of people are not like that especially when it comes to people's businesses and bottom lines because business is business like i have that mentality i have no idea i have no idea where my podcast situation is going to take me i have no idea where none of my content everything is going to take me i don't know where none of this is going to take me but one of the things that i do know and i told myself in my brain business is business these people do not care if you are eating at night these people do not care if you have enough money to feed your kids or to pay your rent or whatever whatever business is business if if i'm selling a song and i sell a song and i said i'm getting five percent of that publishing I signed that contract, that thing get notarized and all that good stuff. That's a legally binding contract. I can't get mad. I can get upset like, darn, maybe I should have fought more. Maybe, you know, the, the standards and what the standards in the music industry are should be different and should change. But at the end of the day, business is business. And once you learn that, there's no emotion in business. For some people, for some people, and I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody is business and business only. Some people do have an emotional side are more like their their morals don't allow them to take from people or take bigger percentages or more than they think they deserve or more than they should and some people will be sympathetic especially people that have money that are already well off like they some people might be like well you know what you can take this much of the publishing of this song you know what you, you can take this this, this 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 but some people are like no business is business and a lot of times people always like to blame the artists for things um which the artists do have 
cool and they are able to correct and and state their pan but a lot of the times y'all's favorite artists are on these deals these 360 deals they got managers they got record people like executives just people that are like you really like to be honest with you you're really not even working with the artists for you working with the people that is behind people that's in front of the artists beside the artists behind the artists those people and those entities because they have contracts with with these artists they have legally binding documents these artists as well so some artists is like i'm getting my money i'm getting my bottom line we're doing this this and this if you got good people that's good and they're to negotiate for you more than likely you're gonna get more than you were gonna get or more than they were gonna give you like it's really about who you have next to you and a lot of the times these songwriters and stuff it's just them or it might they might have you know business other people that's with them but a lot of times it's them and it's easy to get taken advantage of if you don't know that's why people were like there needs to be a union some sort of union or something in place to help guide these songwriters when they go through these processes to make it you know better and make it just excuse me a more seamless process but i'm in the mindset like i'm not naive i know business is business some people do have that like humanity side that humane side that moral side that is like i can't take this money or like i'll give them more some people it's strictly business and i think it's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow and to really get because it took me a while to just understand that concept like it be it could be your closest people to you business is business a lot of people are out for themselves and themselves only they not worried about if your kids gonna eat they worry about if they kids gonna eat which you can't really you gotta respect it either way like both sides i think so i definitely get the issue on both sides um i just want people to get what they deserve get you know the money that they deserve and i want everybody to eat and everybody to just be happy and get get their coins like that's all i want um so that's kind of been one of the big things that's been going on on social media so how do y'all feel about tiffany red's stance and you know her video if you haven't seen her video go you can literally go on any like t page but you can go on her instagram and look at it and you know a lot of people are calling out beyonce um a lot of people are defending beyonce so you know it really just kind of how like however you feel about it like i'm a person i've learned sometimes when some people are gonna have an opinion that they see other people have and they're gonna just regurgitate everything else that other people say and then you got other people that do the same thing but like the flip side and then you have people like me i really pride myself on having my own opinion um and formulated my own opinion so i like to see and hear from both sides what both sides are saying like i'm a person most of the time i can understand both sides and kind of give my unbiased opinion um so i pride myself on that so i definitely see it from tiffany's red point and her point and i definitely can see it from the other side the business perspective of it all so tell me y'all tell me what y'all think below about that whole situation um so the last thing i want to get into real quick is chris brown so basically um chris brown was supposed to play in the nba all-star celebrity game um this past weekend but apparently the nba came back and was like no because their sponsors 
said no. Um, basically, they don't, they don't mess with Chris Brown, and they didn't want him to play. So one of the sponsors, I think, of it, or the biggest sponsor was Ruffles Chips. And um, so Chris Brown basically, like, called them out um, and told them, you know, yada, yada, yada. And Ruffles is like, we didn't even do that. Like, we didn't do that. We didn't say that. We didn't even know. And they had to turn their comments off and everything. So I wrote down this question. And I said, will society for, um, ever forgive Chris Brown? Because if y'all notice, um, y'all know Chris Brown has been, like, out for, like, he's, just, he's been an artist for a very long time. Like, since he was in his teenage years. Like, I told y'all in the other episode how obsessed I was with Chris Brown. Like, I love Chris Brown, like, so much. And I still, like... I, he's a super talented individual and it's unfortunate that his career um turned out like this because he's one I like I will say this all the time he's hands down one of the most talented individuals like I put him up there with like your ushers your Beyonce's your Michael Jackson's performance wise and he just gives a show I really want to go to his concert y'all I've never been to a Chris Brown concert I need to go but you know, he had the incident in, um, I forgot what year it was, but he was literally 17 years old with Rihanna. That whole incident, which, very unfortunate, I was so upset when it happened. I was, like, younger, and I just was like, bro, like, you know. And we thought that was going to really ruin Chris Brown, but it really, it it definitely have had an effect, and it still has an effect. But it did not end up as bad as I thought it was going to be for him. And, you know, especially after, you know, him and Rihanna kind of made amends and he apologized and, you know, the court stuff and, you know, Rihanna forgiving him and then doing a song after. It's just so much that had happened between then and now. And, of course, he still has some of his share of controversy, but not nothing, like, not nothing to the level of the Rihanna situation. There has been, you know, some other, I believe, domestic violence allegations. I don't think he's ever gotten convicted of none of that stuff. And just how he treats stuff and how he was doing Capucci and all that stuff. So a lot of people just have a bad taste in their mouth for Chris Brown for various reasons. Um, And I was like, will society forever give Chris Brown? Because this is not the first time that he's been offered something and they take it away because of a sponsor or because somebody says it just doesn't look good it doesn't go to our brand he was supposed to do the michael jackson performance at the what was it was it the vmas no was it i forgot what it was him and um sierra i believe and they're supposed to do that they pulled that from him this nba all-star game they pulled from him and it's so many other examples out there of when he kind of just gets the rug snatched from under him a lot and well, while I get what he, him and that Rihanna situation was a lot wrong. He was wrong. Um, they, they both, it was a lot. It was a lot then y'all. They were like literally 17, 18. Um, so it's, it's a lot there to unpack, honestly. But I feel like it, people just are like people, some people just never forgave him or can't forgive him for that. Or some people kind of, it tainted their view and their eyes of him. Me personally, when it first happened, of course, everybody was just like, oh my gosh, like Chris Brown, like a part of ours that I loved did something like this. So it was, you know, it took a minute for him to even 
get his footing back but when he got his footing back and after you know him and Rihanna kind of made amends and they apologized he apologized and all that went on he kind of won some people back and y'all know he's still been making music um he doesn't really get a lot of awards honestly and he doesn't really get a lot of anything honestly if you really think about it he doesn't get in put in those conversations of the best performers unless you're talking whoever you're it depends on who you're talking to so i'm just like well society for like ever forgive him and it's unfortunate that a mistake that you made when you were 17 and you're well into your 30s now and you yes you've had your share of other controversies because people like to throw that in there yes you've had your share of other controversies and other stuff but i'm try to look at things from like a humanity side and kind of you just take the celebrity off of the person and a real person that's a lot for a person and for him to keep continuing to make music and perform and to go on tour and to do all these things he's a strong individual because me i would be like i can't i can't like because the way people treat him sometimes is just insane and i get what he did obviously y'all i'm not excusing any of his behaviors but he has been doing for me personally from what i've seen the last five or six years he ain't been in nothing he's been making he's been literally making music i know there's rumblings with him and him and usher allegedly got into an altercation and with you know involving tiana taylor i don't know all that but that kind of really never came to light and nothing ever came out of that like you don't know what's true and what's not and that's another thing we don't know exactly what's true and what's not child i don't know but what i'm saying is it's, it's really unfortunate and it really like saddens me that he still has to kind of he's still paying for his mistake honestly and i don't know like, i feel two ways about it but i feel like you shouldn't keep beating somebody down um especially if they kind of you know pay their dues for said crime or said thing like i don't think he didn't go to jail i don't believe did he y'all I think he had, like, community service and, you know, going through all of that. And then him and Rihanna made amends. Like, you can't be madder than the person that he did such and such thing to. Like, Rihanna has forgiven him. Rihanna has moved on. And not saying that that makes it better because he still did what he did. It's just, like, unfortunately, these are the circumstances and the consequences of his actions. But also, we have so many other people out here, so many other celebrities so many other rappers, singers, songwriters, actors, actresses, business people that have done far worse. There's proof that they've done worse. And, and they continue to do crazy stuff and they get a pass. Um, it, it don't make it better that Chris Brown is, is a black man. We got to bring race into it because if he was white, I don't know if it would be in the same response. This, this like point at the, at this particular point. Um, obviously there's always going to be people that there are always going to be people that are not fooling with Chris Brown just just because you know a lot of people have forgiven him but a lot of people haven't but it's like he seems to keep running into these roadblocks and it's really sad you know especially when he, if you're trying to heal and trying to grow as a person and like you acknowledge what you did like it ain't I'm not he did it y'all like he it, it was done it, it was a lot with that situation so it was done and all the other things he did like it's not excluding his behavior or anything but i just do think it's unfortunate and sad and he's such a talented person like he can sing he can dance he can rap he can play basketball really good they they say that chris brown can play basketball like extremely well um like a lot of people say that so i hope that one day society is able to get to a place where they forgive chris brown 
and he can get his flowers for the artist that he is and the performer that he is. But only time will tell. So I want y'all to tell me what y'all think about the whole situation of Chris Brown. Do you ever think society as a whole will forgive him? Do you think he's facing any backlash to you? Um, or do you think people are right for kind of snubbing him and kind of pushing him to the side? Or do you think it's wrong? Like, what do you think? I'm always here for open for opinions as long as everybody's being respectful to everybody and like sharing your sentiments. I'm good with that. Um, but that is all I have for this episode. Um, it wasn't really a a heavy news week, honestly. Because at first I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about, y'all. But I pulled it together. I got some topics and some think pieces. Um. So yeah, I think that's all I have for this episode. I went longer than I um intended, but thank you guys for watching and supporting me so far. I have a lot of things I want to do with this podcast, um, a lot of different things I want to do just in general with my content. So y'all keep following, keep supporting. Every episode I'm gonna get better as the podcast continues. I'm going to get better. This is only episode seven, and I'm being consistent since I started. So. I'm very proud and happy. Um, be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening to me on so you can get all of the episodes. Also, if you want to see the visuals of this episode or you want to support my other content, you can head over to my YouTube channel, which is Denny Price TV. I also have a personal YouTube channel where I do vlogs, lifestyle stuff, and all that stuff, which is uh, Life of Denny. All of my stuff will always be linked together so you'll be able to find everything involving me. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and I will see you guys in the next one.